Today is Pentecost Sunday. That's why we have our red on, Don and I, and, and Rafe, our red shoes. I realize why I don't wear these often. They hurt my feet. And that says a lot because I can wear heels all day. And I was like, oh, I know I almost did, except then you wouldn't see me. So we won't do that. But it's happy birthday to the church. Say happy birthday, church. Amen. Happy birthday. We celebrate. We celebrate that. That is not something we take lightly. We celebrate this day and we celebrate it big. Pentecost literally means 50 days. 50 days is what that word means. So 50 days after Easter, whenever Easter falls, 50 days after Easter, we celebrate Pentecost. Because something happened. Something happened. Did you hear me? And when I say something, Randall, I'm talking a capital something happened. And that something didn't even have a name yet. So I'm just going to dive in a little bit and just read a little bit of the story before we get on with what we're going to talk about today. Because this is what happened. This is the something. We're going to start in Acts 2, starting in verse 1, and it says, When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place, suddenly a sound from heaven. Oh, I wish I'd have heard this. A sound from heaven. We think we have heaven in here. We think we have heaven in traditional. It is nothing compared to what that sound from heaven. Like you knew where it came from. A sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire. Uh Uh-oh. Alighting on each of them, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. And this is my favorite part. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles and he raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk. As you think they are. After all, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) This is what was spoken through the prophet of Joel. What was happening, we've already read through the prophet of Joel. We know what's going on now. So then we get to the verse today that we're going to read from. If you want to turn with me, stay at chapter 2. But I want you to skim down to verse 42. This is where we come in. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of their property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. The Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. That's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
For you see, the Pentecost lectionary takes place in Jerusalem on the feast day of Shavuot. Okay? And what Shavuot was is it's the 50 days after Passover that is on the Jewish calendar. So what we know is from verses 1 through 4 is that Pentecost was a Jewish festival which celebrated the 50 days after the first harvested sheath and barley harvest. So that's why everybody from all over is together. And this is a really important part I want you to understand. It wasn't just a group of people. It wasn't just the good guys or the, or the bad guys. It was everybody. This is Jews. This is Gentiles. This is Medes. This is all have met together, okay? Because this is a harvest where they all do come together. So God knows what he's doing every time. God ain't playing. I know I'm not supposed to say ain't, but he's not. He is not playing. Can I say ain't? Thank you. This is important. God is about to show them all something. And when he shows it to them, he doesn't pick his favorites. He doesn't pick this group out. He shows them all. That's you. I want you to understand me today. That is you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you're going to. It doesn't matter what you've heard in any other church. I want you to hear me today. This is for all of you. Today, we are reminded of why this means everything to the life of this church. Why it's more important than just one day, but it's important to us every day. And then like Peter, this is the same guy that chopped Jesus' ear, or the soldier's ear off when they're trying to haul Jesus away prior, right? He's like, wait a minute, let me just let you know, this is really a God thing. They're not crazy. Okay, maybe a little crazy. But they're not drunk. So who is actually unnamed in the scripture today? Today, we're going to go from unnamed to named because right now what is unnamed is the Holy Spirit. At this point, a sound, a feeling, and an unspoken tongue were happening, but there was not a name for what was happening yet. So what does this begin to show all of us together at the same time? First, it shows us that God will always fulfill his promise. For Jesus had told them this is exactly what God would do. And guess what? God does what he says he will do. They were all gathered together. I'm going to keep saying that. Because I want you to know that all really means all. They were all gathered together. And not only does God fulfill his promise, he will then give his promise a name. And he names his promise, Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit will dwell among us to care for us, to remind us that God is always present. You can't outrun him, though. Like, we like knowing that he's always there when that's convenient and when we're in a good mood. But when we get in a bad mood, or, hey, when we don't want God to know what's happening and we try to hide it, The Holy Spirit is still there. God will always do what he says he will do. 
All of us have felt alone, and yet there is something within us that knows we cannot give up. Or we get that special phone call, and the Holy Spirit has laid you on someone's heart, right? And then something or someone comes along in our lives, and it's life-changing for us, and we go, you know what? Only God could name this. Only God could put a name for what is happening here. God will never leave you. He never has. And regardless of what you've done, he never will. And for the way you feel right now, even when you feel alone, is not the end all. And that doesn't make it so. For we know this because the Holy Spirit is always with us. You have to live into this truth. You may not see it. Or hear it, but the Holy Spirit is as present as you and I are in this place today. I saw this thing this week and I loved it. And it said, you know what? We love the Holy Spirit when he's speaking and he's speaking good things into our life. But we sure don't like the Holy Spirit when it says, shut up, pay attention and listen. (laughs) It's the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. In verse 17, it reminds us that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. For you see, I want you all to hear this. The Holy Spirit is here to protect And remind you that you are never alone. For the Spirit of God is always with you. You can't outrun the Holy Spirit. You can't change the Holy Spirit's mind about you. And you can't even make the Holy Spirit leave you. How many of you in this room today have said there was a long path in my life where I didn't want to go to church, I didn't know what to do about that, but I knew who God was and I knew there was something that brought me into this place. Me too, Carla. Here's the deal. He ain't done yet. For God left his spirit to be with us until the day he comes again. When we say you are never alone, that is not a joke. That is not just a cute saying. That's not something to bring you comfort. It really is our hope. It's our hope that we get to walk into daily knowing that you know what? Regardless of what I face... Regardless of that awful breakup, regardless of that death, regardless of that financial issue, you are never alone. That's really what that means. We are invited to a life daily of repentance and remembrance of our baptism and who we are in Christ Jesus. We are invited to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit every single day. And this story reminds us that church and community are a great place to see what that manifestation of the Holy Spirit means. For today, in this time, don't get me wrong, we have come out of a rough year, but today, you know what we get, church? Every single time, we get a new start. We get a new start. Let me say that again. Jackie, we get a new start. 
Now let's remember, Jackie, let's tell him this. Hold it up for him. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Coming out of a pandemic, there has been no doubt that the church as a whole has taken a hit. There is no doubt that we have all taken a hit. We have people ask us all the time, well, why church? I mean, I can watch it now. Why do I go to church? I think it's an important question. Why is church so important? If ever there was a scripture that reminds us of the importance of church and community, it is this scripture. For Pentecost was for? Church is important because we are reminded that community is always better than loneliness. We are reminded that community and church are always better than loneliness. And I will say this. I said it earlier in our prayer time today. I find people, when they get into a bad place, they just don't want to come to church. And I'm like, why? This is where you need to be. We're not going to judge you in this room because you've had a bad time in your life. Matter of fact, we're going to pray for you. We're going to believe with you. And the Holy Spirit is with you. And we're all going to be in community. And you are not alone. Church grows our faith, our peace, our joy. For we learn what it means not just from the scripture, but we also learn in church from each other. Our differences teach each other. Our love teaches each other. Our giving teaches each other. And, and here's the thing that church reminds us, is that it's not lip service. It's putting our feet and our hands into action of what God has called us to do. And we get to do that right here together. I read something this week. Very simple, but boy, it was profound to me in this moment. It said, Lord, help me to make it through this storm so that my life can be a guidebook for those who go through the same thing." If you're not here, how can your life be that guidebook to those that need to see you sometimes? Because people in this room need to see you. People that hadn't even walked into this room, they need to see you because you're an overcomer. Some of you in this room, you give me hope every single Sunday because you are an example to me of what it means to be ostracized and what the church has told you and you choose to walk in here every single week, not because of what they said, but because you love God. And you remind me to get back to the basics of what this is about every single week. And I thank you for that because your life has been a guidebook for me. And I mean that. I know it's not been easy for some of you. I know that some of you have gone through hard times with families. I know that some of you have lost those dearest to you. I know that some of you have been rejected and you still choose. But guys, it doesn't end there. We take it further because there are people out there that need to see you as their guidebook. So why do we sit here today? Why do we sing our songs of praise? Why do we even walk in these doors? And if you're watching, we want to see you here too, but we're good that you're watching us as well. 
but we want you to know you are welcome here. You matter here, and we love you. So why? Because the Holy Spirit brings us all together to do things we could never do alone. That was weak. Because the Holy Spirit brings us all together to do things we could never do alone. And as I close today, I want to remind you of this. You are not nameless. As we've been in this series, and I'm excited for the next series that is to come, but as we have been in this series, I hope that one of the things that you have taken from this is that you have a name. When the Holy Spirit fell upon the crowd that day, it was for everyone, Jews, Gentiles. The Holy Spirit gave us all a name. You, a name. Me, a name. Hear me, some of you feel like you do not have a name. But the Holy Spirit has given you a name. Some of you have been made to feel like the world tagged you with a name you did not want. God says, listen to me clearly. You are his child, not an orphan. You are his beloved, not unlovable. And you are his masterpiece. You are not a mistake. You are his And you have a name, a name that is written down in the heart of God from the day you were created. He said, I am forming this one and he or she is mine on purpose. As a church, we have the greatest opportunity as we walk into this season of reopening. We get the opportunity to remember When a sound from heaven like a howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting, where they saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire. We get to see what that means. When God named the Holy Spirit, he said, this is for all of my people. This is for you and this is for me. So church, I want you to make a deal with me today. We have been in all of this together. We've experienced it together. We have gone through a pandemic. We know what it means to be shut down. That's right, total reset. But I want you to sincerely make a deal with me today, Crosswalk. It's important that we understand that there is a world out there that needs to know you are in here. There is a world out there that is so lost because they don't know the answers because of what we've just come out of. Some people don't know what their jobs are going to be tomorrow because their jobs were closed or now they figured out a new path and they are so confused about the next steps that they take. Some people are even saying, where was God the past 14 months? I want you to make a deal with me that right here, Right now, we will work together at being a community and a church 
that is moving forward more and more at showing this life-changing love of Christ to everyone. I want you to tell people, my church is not perfect, but my church loves everybody. And my church has a guidebook that will show you how to make it because of the lives in this room. Because the Holy Spirit dwells among each and every single one of you. Let's show the world that we aren't perfect, but we are forgiven. Let's show the world that we are not giving lip service, but we are putting hands and feet to this world. We get this amazing gift of leading people to a life-changing God and to a life-changing experience. We get the opportunity. And I know we're busy. I know we're tired. I know that we all have a lot on our plate. But the day that we forget that the most important thing we can do is offer the life-changing love of God, we need to check ourselves. We need to check ourselves because maybe we've gotten so enveloped in what's going on in our own life because COVID kind of did that to us a little bit, right? That we have forgotten that there are so many around us that need to hear our story and they need to have a name. And they need to know that God gave them a name and you're the person to name them. Do you hear that? You may be the person to name them. This past week, I went to get my hair done. And that's a chore. It is a five-hour process. And I went to someone this week that is the first time I've known her since she was a kid. And my, my girl was busy and, and it was getting bad, y'all. It was getting rough. And I began to sit in her seat and she's this sweet girl and great talkative. I love her. I love her. And we just began to carry on a conversation. And guys, I was, I was tired and it's the first time I had sat down in days to just take a deep breath. So I, I'll be honest, I didn't have my Rev hat on. I had my, thank God I'm getting this, this mess fixed done. And I think, you know, she was just, I haven't seen her in a long time. And so we just had a lot to, she did particularly a lot to ask me and say, and, and, and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden she stops. And you know, when you're in those chairs, they roll to the left or the right or they move. And she gently moved me this way. And she turns around and she looks like this, where she looks at me face to face. And she said, I've never heard someone talk about God for all people before. Rachel, I'm sorry that somebody's never told you that God is for all people. I'm sorry that you were scared of the church because the church has made you to feel that way. And she said, Didi, I've been praying. And she said, and I hope that's what I'm doing because I've just made peace at just being a good person. I'm like, that's awesome. But she said, I don't forget church. There were things about it I loved until all of a sudden they started telling me that 
who I cared about was wrong. And because my mother was divorced, it was bad. And because, you know, we lived a life that was different. And she said, so all I've ever known is this church that if I walk in, I'm scared to death, they're gonna judge me. And she said, I sit here and I listen. And she said, it makes me wanna go to church. You never know how your life is this manual for someone else. And instantly, guess what the Holy Spirit Randall gave her name. Gave her a name. You never know. So this week, this next few months, as we are gently opening more and more, guys, help me give people a name. Help the Holy Spirit move where they know that the Holy Spirit has given them a name. Are you in with me? Oh, that's, no, 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 I got to believe it. Are you with me on this? Father, I thank you that on that Pentecost day, that something turned into the Holy Spirit. to dwell among us, to name us and give us one by one our situations, our life, who we are, who we are in you. And today, you gave us a name. We're called Crosswalk. We're called children of God. We are called your kids right here in this place. And for this, we're grateful and we are thankful. And for this, we give you glory and we give you honor and we thank you for the church. We thank you for the church that is loving to all people, not setting boundaries or saying only this works or only this works, but we are in a place that says it's for all of us. give you glory and we give you honor.